All right, we're live. Patriots beat Sunday morning. Uh, waking up with some coffee. Yes, I'm more disappointed, Mike. Huh? <laughs> hey, it's Sunday morning. It's we're competing with Phantom Gourmet here. We're uh, competing with the Phantom Gourmet here in the city of Boston. So you got to get up early on your Sunday, grab your coffee. Uh, I am live with 98.5 The Sports Hub's Real Alex Barth on Twitter. Uh, Alex, how you doing on this Sunday morning? Good. I'm ready to go. It's a big, big couple of days ahead. It's in, in terms of transactions, this is the busiest couple of days on the NFL calendar. It's going to start, things are going to start flying around here. So, uh, you know, kind of get everything ready today. And then the next couple of days will be a lot to keep track of. Yeah, it's good stuff. A year ago, I, we, uh, we saw the Cam Newton news come down the, come down and that was, uh, yep. that was the craziest we've seen in a while, but let's start with, uh, some Patriots news that came out yesterday, uh, regarding rookie wide receiver, Tyquan Thornton. Uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported that he underwent surgery on Monday on his broken clavicle. Uh, looks like he'll miss six to eight weeks roughly, um, but he's expected to be able to take the field again this season. Uh, thoughts on Thornton's injury and kind of where that puts their receiver room going forward. I mean, I, I don't think much changes with this based on what we had heard initially. It's kind of the same timeline, right? Six to eight weeks. Yeah. Realistically, you're looking at seven weeks i think i i think the six number is a little misleading because for him to do that they it would mean not putting him on ir to start the season which i if he's going to miss three weeks he's going to miss four at that point i right. know that that might drive some people off the wall bring him back when he's ready it's worth the roster spot that one extra week right um so you know and, and we we went through the schedule right last time we did i don't remember if that was with you or with ryan but we went through the schedule me and somebody uh it, like mid to late <laughs> october so that's what we thought you know, it, it definitely opens up the door for a little Jordan Humphrey, maybe Trey Nixon. I think they do carry that extra receiver now. Yeah. They'll, they'll IR Wilkerson once they can, and then somebody else, somebody else. They kind of. So I, you know, it's a, it's a speed hit. Certainly, I think maybe you look mm-hmm. around the league and see who else gets cut if they don't keep Humphrey. Is there a guy who maybe more mirrors Thornton's skill set in terms of the speed that they could bring in just to start the season, and then you know you see where you go from there. But I think all things considered, missing a month, month and a half to start the season could be a lot worse. They generally ease rookies in anyway. I know people want to think that he was going to come out and just be this breakout star. I don't think he was going to play that much to start the season. So I, I, I don't think it impacts their overall plans too much. It is very disappointing. You have this promising rookie receiver. Now he's not going to get to start the season. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. But... I don't think he was the story. He was the story of camp. Yeah, he was the story of camp. It was super exciting. It was, you know, finally Belichick. Positive story of camp. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Positive story of camp. Finally, Belichick brings in this receiver after the the duds he's had in the past. Um, Any any injury concerns with Thornton? You know, he's a small framed guy. He's long, but he's thin. Um, You know, right out right out the gate, he's already injured. I know that that happened with guys like Nikhil Harry, who was bigger, obviously, but. uh, any any concerns on his injuries? Right. No, I actually think that's a really good point. It it happened to kill Harry too. So the oh they shouldn't have drafted him. He's too small. He's going to get hurt. I like is that? I don't think that's entirely false. But there's no perfect prospect on the board, especially at that point. You know, if it wasn't that thing or another, people are saying, well they right. should have taken George Pickens. Look what he's doing in in Pittsburgh. Got more too. And, yeah, and he's right. bigger. Well, I would say with Pickens specifically. Go look sure. at how many games George Pickens played in college and tell me he's there's no injury concerns with him. He's coming off a torn ACL. So if you took Pickens, there were, you know, there's an alternate universe where Pickens is here and he hurt his knee and Tyquan Thornton's tearing it up in Pittsburgh, right? So I think that's a false equivalency. With Sky Moore, he's almost a different position, right? He's that true yeah. traditional slot receiver. Mm-hmm. If you want to say they should have focused more on that kind of player, then it's a fair second guess. But what they were trying to get from the pick with Thornton, they just wouldn't have gotten with, with Sky Moore as Pickens is more similar to Thornton. So, you know, are there injury concerns with him? Sure. But he'll bulk up over his time in the NFL. I think that he'll lessen those concerns. And, you know, it, at that point you're picking in the draft, it's injury concerns or it's character concerns, or maybe there's like a gla- a glaring flaw in terms of like, there's a skill set a player doesn't have right with Sky Moore. He's really just in the slot. You're not putting him on the boundary. He's very limited in what he does. What he does do. He's excellent at, but he's not giving you much besides that. You're, you're not going to pick a player and there's going to be no concern. It's going to be right. something. And with Thornton, I think they they figured he can put some weight on. We can kind of try to manage how we use him. And 
it and manage the injury things early on. Unfortunately, that didn't happen completely, but I I don't want to say it doesn't concern me because that's that's his red flag. But right. any player they drafted there was going to have a red flag. So to say they made a bad pick, I think is a little disingenuous. It's also it's also a broken bone. It's not like it's, you know, soft tissue stuff that's kind of seems more injury prone for some guys. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't ring injury prone to me. It's kind of just a freak injury that happened off the bat. And, you know, he'll recover. He'll be back, like we say, six to eight weeks. And uh, hopefully he'll make an impact uh, as soon as he can, because we all know this Patriots offense needs it. Uh, so let's get into a Pats Raiders summary from Friday. Uh, it was not a great end to the Patriots preseason, to say the least. They lost 23 to six. Uh, it looked like the Raiders just kind of ran laps all over them. Uh Looked like a Jared Stidham revenge game at the beginning. He went four for six, made a couple nice throws over the middle. He looked pretty good. Um, kind of a, some cause for concern, I'd say, for the Patriots after this preseason. Alex, what were your initial thoughts on Friday? I, I, I don't think I learned anything, and I mean that in the sense of there was nothing that happened that I was like, wow, this is new, right? Like, the offense – struggled for the most part. They kind of put it together late. That's been the whole summer into team practices, joint practices, the, the Panthers game, right? The starting offense. We, we saw it against in, in, in joint practices too. They struggled right. at the beginning. <clears throat> Sorry. And then at the end of the right. day on Wednesday, they kind of figured it out. Right. So it's confirmation. And this is something, by the way, that's not this year only like this is going back to the cam newton year where there were troubles with them starting slow it's a thing uh -huh. that they they've had to overcome for a while now so here we go again with it it seems like it's going to be another factor this year defensively i know there were some breakdowns i'm actually not super worried about the defense i think a lot of their issue like the specific issues in that game were either things they can clean up really easily or preseason specific issues right you're not game planning necessarily mm -hmm. in those games you look at the, the the touchdown stretch run to the left they had, right? You have Josh Uche on, on the end there, just like knifing inside and blowing the play. Right. Josh Uche is a pass rusher. I don't think he's going to be in the game in that spot in a game that matters. I think they wanted to see how it would go. That's probably going to be Anthony Jennings or Lawrence Guy or mm -hmm. Dietrich Wise, maybe LeBron Ray right in that spot. So mm -hmm. that's not something that concerns me. Jelani Tavaya getting beat down the scene by a tight end. I'd like to say you hope he's not going to have coverage responsibilities in yeah. the regular season. Maybe they wanted to see him in coverage, but that's going to be Raekwon McMillan or Mac Wilson or one of the safeties, mm -hmm. right? It's just, you know, you're trying to do things where you want to see what things look like. So you know what options you have. So the defense to me can all be easily cleaned up. I'm not worried yeah. about the defense. The defensive front, I think is one of the best in the league. We'll see how much the secondary can do. Like that's going to be the question. Can the secondary carry the weight? Yeah. Jack Jones certainly looked promising. I'm sure we'll get to awesome. him. Right. Yeah. But it's, you know, Everything that happened with the defense wasn't great, but it was relatively easily fixable. The offense, it really feels like, I mean, the offensive <laughs> line, does they don't look like they're on the same page. Nope. Max internal clock is sped up, which is scary. I talked about that with Ted Johnson here, saying on the sports hub. That's not an easy thing to fix. They can't run the ball to the outside. I mean, it's it it doesn't look great. Uh, for yeah, the let's, right now. let's get into the offense a little more to start because – a rough go of it for the first team. They can't get anything going early. Like you just mentioned about they have these slow starts and then all of a sudden they pick it up in an instant. And it's almost like, okay, we talk about that constantly for the last two, three years even since Brady left. And it's like, but when does that end? Because, and when does it end and how does it get fixed? Because all of us, like, you can't, you can't win games like that. You can't no. rely on, oh, we're just going to figure it out. Especially if you're a run-heavy team. Right. Oh, no, we're just going to figure it out. Like, you can't, you can't rely on that. How do we fix that? I, Mac... Didn't look comfortable. His offensive line seemed to be failing him. He doesn't, you know, it's just a brutal interception by him. Not really. I don't want to say it wasn't his fault because he threw it in between five guys right in the guy's bread basket. But it's just, like you say, his internal clock sped up. Right. So what's so, the fix? So let's break that down. It's a rough read by him. It's a bad read right. by him. Why did he make a bad read? Because he didn't know how much time he had. Right. Right. Let's. So for those who don't know what the internal clock is, and Mike, you might be able to explain it better than me because you, you know, actually played quarterback at a level beyond <laughs> right. sixth grade Bob Warner. But <laughs> to kind of explain it, um, basically, when you're when a quarterback's sitting there in the pocket, right? You know, as a quarterback, based on what you have called, based on what the other team, what you suspect the other team has called, right? right? 
All right, I have three seconds to get rid of this ball. I have four seconds to get rid of this ball. It's a quick one. I have two seconds to get rid of this ball. And you see it, or, or, or you know, I have two seconds or to get rid of it or, you know, right. peel out or step up or whatever, right? You kind of know how much time you're going to have. And you see, like, with the elite quarterbacks, it's almost like they know. When a guy throws the ball, like, right when the rush is getting to him and it's like, man, how did he see that rusher? You know, he knew to get that away just in time. He probably right. didn't see him. It's probably he knew on tape how, based on studying how much time he had. Yep. He got rid of it. This is something Mac was really good with last year. It was something he was really good with at Alabama. His internal mm-hmm. clock was on. Now, you can screw up a quarterback's internal clock when you start, you know, because you might know, all right, we have this call against this look, three seconds. And if you have about three seconds, most of the time, you're going to feel pretty comfortable with that. If you right. think you have three seconds and then suddenly you only have a second and a half mm-hmm. and it happens again and again, you're going to start to get a little jittery in the pocket. Exactly. And, and it this messes is, everything up. Right. And I don't want to say this is I, like, I'm going to make this comparison. This is like, if it keeps going, this is the worst case scenario down the road, right? This isn't what's happened right now, but you look at Josh Rosen. This is exactly what happened to Josh Rosen. I know people think Josh Rosen's a joke. He was a really promising prospect coming mm-hmm. out of UCLA and that Cardinals line they put him behind might've been the worst offensive line in the NFL in the last 10 years. It's in the top five. And he basically, his internal clock got ruined and he got very jittery in the pocket. He was afraid to go through his progressions. He couldn't get his feet set. He's thrown off his back foot, all of it. Rosen's one example. It's happened to a ton of quarterbacks. When yeah. I was on with Ted Johnson yesterday, he talked about it happened to Drew Bledsoe late in his career, right? When he went to Buffalo and then Dallas, that Dallas mm-hmm. offensive line was putrid and, and, and Bledsoe got sped up. It's not impossible to overcome, but for a young quarterback, it's really not something you want to expose them to. Right. So I don't think like it's not beyond repair with Mac. I, I, I say that all and I want to reel it back in because I realize people will freak out hearing me say that. A couple bad preseason games, you can come back from that. But right. you still have to do it because you can see the early stages of it mm-hmm. where when people say Mac looks uncomfortable in the pocket, he looks jittery, all this. This is why. It's not because Mac got worse or Mac is suddenly afraid to stand in the pocket. It's because he doesn't have the protection he had last year, and now he's unsure of what his pocket situation is right. on any given snap. Right. And it. And again, you're a quarterback. You might be able to explain it better than me, but that's my best. No, that no, it. that's that's exactly what it is. And it's not when your internal clock gets sped up by different different things. It's it it's rarely, I guess, the quarterback's fault. It's more right. so with everything else around him because you watch the tape, you practice, you game plan, and once the offensive line kind of crumbles around you and it's not what you expect it to be, that's when it continues to speed up. You get you get more like nervous and kind of you know antsy. what's going on around me, antsy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think you tweeted it during the game and I kind of made a note of it as well, but once they let Max sort of spread out and just let it rip, he got in his own rhythm. He had three plus plays consecutively to, uh, Parker Aguilar and Bourne. Um, he made quick reads. He got the ball out. It's like, they just kind of, they shift the offense into this different thing and then it works. Um, he finished nine to 13 for 71 yards. It was fine, but it's not consistent and it has to get consistent fast. So well, I would say, go ahead. so no, you talk about, you know, when they spread it out and they go to, you know, four wide, five wide right. one, that's, that's more like what he did at Alabama and mm-hmm. what he did last year. I mm-hmm. think it better plays to his skill set. And even with the clock thing, like the other stuff they're doing, the play action, rolling back under center, that's a lot tougher when you're in the gun. It's very right. simple. You get the ball one, two, yeah. three, like it just, it's much cleaner. Right. Under center play action too. you turn your head to the defense. So you completely lose where everyone goes for a second. You have to refine people. Right. And it just that's with a with a worse offensive line. That's going to like mess up your whole rhythm as well. Especially quarterback that's not used to doing that. Mac primarily ran the gun in in, in college. And the other thing is, so when you go to that four wide. Right. And you can motion the running back out and you can do other motion stuff. Mm -hmm. You sort of force the defense to declare. Right. If you're in five wide and there's nobody in the box, all right, you, you know you probably have man, or they're disguising right. it pretty heavily, you probably have man. You can put guys in motion, see man or zone. Mm-hmm. When you're under center and you have motion built into some of these plays, you can't necessarily do that. So there's opportunities. This is where, like, and I'm not saying Mac can't necessarily handle it, but the reality of where we're at is the entire offense has taken a step back, and I think you sort of need to reset that, that Mac just looks a lot more comfortable in that gun spread look. And I think right now the best thing they can do is put Mac in a situation where he's comfortable. Yeah. Um, 
another injury that happened during Friday's game. Ty Montgomery goes down with what looked to be a lower leg injury. We haven't heard anything about it yet. No. What What do you take from that? Uh, Anything? I think that's... Just that it's the weekend? <laughs> well, so I'll go off this. I think that Thornton we heard within 24 hours, right? Right. So I'm going to use that as an example and say this is probably a good sign that we haven't heard. Okay. I, I That's all I'm going off of. I don't know. But right. I think if it was something legitimately serious, we would have heard about it. Now, we'll get a better idea this week. If they place him on IR, he's going to miss at least four games, right? So we'll know. If they don't place him on IR, that's a huge sign. I think I said that with Thornton last week, but it's still true. Yeah, right. Uh, running back room looks pretty depleted now with Montgomery potentially out. Kevin Harris, who I've been down on pretty much all camp, six-round pick. Uh, he actually looked pretty good. He had four carries for 54 yards, but he also had one real fumble and one what could have been a fumble, which he ended up being yeah. down. But ball security questions for Harris in Friday's game, which I don't think that looks good for his outlook. Uh, you know, Bill always wants – like you. I think you tweeted at ball security's job security. And uh, what do you think of the running backs more so on, on Friday? With that. So I, I, you know, I'm working on my roster projection a little bit during the game, and obviously I'm open to changing it during the game. I don't want people right. to think I jump ahead, but and this is an example. I was Kevin Harris running hard. I'm ready to put him on. I, I just, I don't see it with JJ Taylor as people who watch this show know. But then, like you said, Harris puts the ball on the ground twice, and I know the second one wasn't ruled a fumble, mm-hmm. but that's not how they look at it. They look at it as you put the ball on the ground. The way the Patriots coach you doesn't matter if you're like down and you let go. You should stand up hand the ball back to the official. That's what they want you to do. So Kevin Harris puts the ball on the ground twice. J.J. Taylor makes that great effort play, right, to go recover that fumble. I think it was Brian Hoyer on a strip sack. Those are the kind of things that they they look at when they do this, especially when you're talking about, you know, the roster spots 50, 51, 52, 53. So I think right now J.J. Taylor has the edge. They could keep both. And, and I think they're going to keep Pierre strong. I know some people have asked about them cutting Pierre strong. I, I don't think they're going to cut a fourth round. I don't guy. either. No. Uh, and I, I know you had that that on on Twitter, but I, I think JJ Taylor right now has the edge over Kevin Harris. We'll see if that one game makes the difference. But the way the Patriots grade things, and this is how they do their end of season grades, and how they do you know kind of now, football is what have you done for me lately? Sport. They right. put more weight on the last thing they saw. And mm-hmm. J.J. Taylor had a better game Friday night than Kevin Harris did. So it might come down to that. Yep, those running backs, they're, uh, they're all fighting for jobs. Um, they're gearing up for their fall, just like job searchers on LinkedIn. So as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make that easier, to f- make it easier for you to find the people you want to talk to faster. Uh, you can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. You can then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. LinkedIn Jobs has simple tools like screening questions, which make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize, prioritize what you, who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates that you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash beat. That's linkedin.com slash beat to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Alrighty. Speaking of finding jobs, we will move into our final roster projections heading into Tuesday's cutdown of at 4 p.m. Um, Alex, you just want to go position by position here and kind of kind of dice it up a little bit and see where you're at? Yeah, so this is – I mean, this is how me and Evan used to do. We used to go through our Perfect. respective uh, roster projections and then yell at each rooms. other when we had something different. Perfect. Let's get, it, let's get it going then. We will start with quarterback. I think it's nice and easy. I tried to make it harder. Uh, I kept, kept pushing the fact that Brian Hoyer could be expendable. Um, my room is three quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer, and Bailey Zappi. Um, I tried to tout the emergence of Bailey Zappi, like I said, as a way to kind of squeeze Hoyer out of the frame, but it's not going to happen. He threw his third interception in three games, uh, on Friday night. He looks like he would not be a guy who can kind of plug and play on an NFL Sunday if Mac Jones got hurt. Uh, what do you think of the quarterback room? 
the other thing, I mean, even beyond that, Brian Hoyer's contract isn't one they can easily get. Right. It's exactly. not, you know, last year he had like 500,000 guaranteed money. It was a one-year deal. This year it's a two-year deal. The cap hit, the dead cap hits over a million if they cut him. He's here. He's here. Right. You can revisit yeah. it next year, but he's here. That's right. They're keeping three quarterbacks. And everyone always talks about, oh, let's, you know, let's hire Brian Hoyer as the quarterbacks coach and let's, let's clear up our roster spot and he'll just coach. But coaches get paid less. They work more. Um, and they can't be around the players as much. They can't be around them as much. I don't think Brian Hoyer wants to coach. I think he wants to play. He makes more money that way. He doesn't have to be in the building as much. He can be a mentor without coaching responsibilities. Um, so he kind of has it made as the backup quarterback here, if we're being honest. And he he's on whatever year this is. If he plays, I think it's at least six games this year, he hits like the highest level of NFL pension. So Okay. This is a big year for him. The other thing is, even if you want to do that, say, ah, oh, cut him and then re-sign him as the quarterback's coach, you still got to deal with the contract implications. Exactly. Him, You know, when players retire, you still deal with the contract implications. So right. it, he, he's here. He's here this year. Yeah, Hoyer's not going to be a coach. Um, quarterback room, simple. Running back room, less simple, um, especially with the injury to Ty Montgomery. I have... And this is all going to depend on what they end up doing with Montgomery. But right now I have him out depending on where his injury sits. So if he's out, I have four. So you think they would cut him because of the injury? Or, I mean, would it be a season ending IR type thing if he goes right on IR? Okay, so you think that that was bad enough that it could be. I don't think it was season ending. I I, I don't think it was that bad. I think we would have heard by now. Did he walk off the field, though? Or did he get helped off and then carted out because walked to the sideline, carted from the sideline? Okay. Well, limped. I should say limped to the sideline, carted. Okay. Off the sideline. Let me hear your. Well, I'll back give the obligatory. Then. Brady walked off in in 08, So. Yeah. Well, where's your running back room at right now? Sorry, I here. have five. I had four before the injury. I think Montgomery's okay. probably an, a short-term IR candidate. So they get these okay. five guys on. They IR Montgomery, bring somebody else back. Okay. I've Damien in. Not this isn't like a depth chart or anything. I'm just reading right, right. here. Damian Harris, Ty, uh, JJ Taylor, Ty Montgomery, Ramondre Stevenson, Pierre Strong. Okay, and and um, it's between, like I said before, it's between Taylor and Harris. Taylor had the better game Friday night, so that's that's what it comes down to. And I just yeah. like could they keep four and then IR Montgomery and have three? They could, but right, I they don't seem super confident Pierre Strong right now. Just mm-hmm. you know, he got the slow start to camp and all that. So if you do right. that. Well, now you essentially have two backs, which is exactly. not enough, which is not. No. And then maybe they bring back Kevin Harris, but that's still, I mean, or JJ Taylor, but it's still, it's not enough. Right. So I, I think they do have to roll with five and I will use this excuse, to take a little victory lap on the people who during the draft, when I said, I liked the Pierre strong pick, they have enough running backs. Why are they taking <laughs> two? Bill wants all running backs. And yeah. I told you, it's not enough because the way that position works, you're not going to have enough depth. Here we go. Yep, James White retires, Ty Montgomery gets hurt, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, they only need one running back, Mike, when it's fantasy football, not real yeah. football, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I I, it's, I agree. But, um, yeah, that last spot between Taylor and Harris, I think Taylor won it on Friday. Kevin Harris coughing up the ball a little bit. J.J. Taylor, like you said, makes that, uh, makes that effort play, which, you know, it's what have you done for me lately type league. They see that kind of stuff on tape. They see it during game. I think J.J. Taylor won it over Kevin Harris. Someone who, like you say, they could bring back, but I wasn't, I was not that very impressed with Kevin Harris this preseason. I I mean, I, I, I was and I wasn't. I was impressed in the sense that he looks healthier than I thought he would coming off that back injury. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he put the ball on the ground twice. I mean, that is who it is. Right. Um, okay. Wide receiver. Six guys. Yep. Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Nelson yep. Aguilar, yep. Kendrick Bourne. Wait, sorry. Who was yours? Who were who your running backs? Sorry. Did you say yours? Run, running backs. Uh, sorry. Running backs. I have Harris, Stevenson, Strong, Taylor, and Ty Montgomery, depending on the injury. So, so Taylor the same be- five is me. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Taylor beats out, right. Taylor beats out Harris so for the last spot. Yeah. Okay. Taylor beats out Harris for the last spot. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers. Yeah. Parker, Myers, yep. Yep. Aguilar. Born. Yep. Taekwon. Yep. Little Jordan Humphrey. LJ. Yep. Is, my, is my last guy. I mean, I'll go um, horns down just because, even though I, we'll, we'll talk about the horns later. Fair. But, yeah. I yeah, think, I, uh, I, go ahead. 
No, it's another position where the injury changed it. I think they would have been fine with five. I think they could have gotten by with five, but Thornton's yeah. probably going to get put on IR to start right. the season. Little Jordan Humphrey will give you some special team snaps as well. I think that that, that sneaks him on. He's beat out Trey Nixon. Yeah, Maybe totally. Christian Wilkerson could have made a run if he didn't get hurt. That injury is unfortunate, but yeah, it's the reality of it. I think it's Humphrey. Yeah, I agree. Um, he basically just didn't need to mess up on Friday, and he didn't. He only had two catches for seven yards, but I think he brings a lot more to the table than some of the other guys. Trey Nixon led them in receiving, I think, for the preseason, but he kind of panned off towards the end, and I think LJ just stayed more consistent. Uh, I also saw that, and I saw this originally from Phil Perry from NBC Sports Boston, but if they could use uh, Humphrey in like a tight end flex more type role, um, right. bigger body, keep him in line a little bit, even flex off the side. I think they tested that out a little bit on Friday. He uh, he was inside a little bit more. Um, so I think that, you know, his versatility just helps him make the team. But yeah, I think that those are going to be their six to start. Thornton goes to IR and then maybe bring someone back like a Nixon or depending on Wilkerson's injury. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right, real quick, we want to take a pause and tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market odds and lines. And of course, the Patriots Beat Podcast and the entire CLNS Media Network is powered by Bet Online. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. They have it all. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our code CLNS50 to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, the code is CLNS50. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Wide receivers were the same so far. Yeah. Let's go to tight end. I have Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, and that's it. Yep. What about same. you? And same. Like thing? you said, okay. LJ can give you some of those snaps. I think to Matt Sokol or yeah. Devin Asiasi, they can probably mm-hmm. get, or even Jalen Weidermeyer is an interesting prospect, right? Right. They can probably get one of those guys, at least one, if not multiple, on the practice squad. If they mm-hmm. feel they need a third tight end, like this is where the practice squad elevation rules change, right? Right. You can elevate a third tight end. And if, if the matchup dictates and you want a third tight end for the game, you can bring mm-hmm. them up for the most part. When they use a third tight end, it's a blocking thing. They'll just throw another tackle out there. They're going right. to be a better blocker anyway. So mm-hmm. if they feel they need a third pass catching tight end or somebody gets hurt, they can elevate someone. It's not a spot they need to give a roster spot to. Right. And uh, I, I I went back and forth, I think, three times when I did my three projections with Devin Asiasi. I think I had him on or off, on, off. Um, when With Henry missing some time last week, I thought that maybe they'd want to keep a third guy around just in case on the 53. But Asiasi didn't play on Friday. Um, I think he might kind of be a little bit banged up as well. So like, I, like we said before, Humphrey kind of being able to mend the fence between the wide receiver tight end room makes – Right. Asiasi ultimately expendable. So uh, two tight ends there. I also, Jonu Smith, I think is going to have a much better year this year than he did last year. I think they're going to, they're going to use him more. They're going to use him more to his strengths. And uh, after a complete dud of a 2021, I'm really excited to see what he does because he was, he was solid in Tennessee and he can kind of make a difference here too. Yeah. I I, I think, I don't know that he's going to play up to the contract that way people want to no, think he'll be right. better. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move to the offensive line. I have nine guys. What about nine? You? Yes, it's seven. Seven. Okay. So I have. They usually keep eight or nine. Sure. But with again with the practice spot elevation rules, they usually only dress seven. So keep the guys you're going right. to dress, and if you feel you need an extra one for a certain game, you can bring them up. So That's all fine. right, we have the starting five, right? Yes. Andrews, Brown, Strange, and when to win. Right. I'm guessing you, you, James Ferentz. Ferentz. And then I have Kajust as the extra tackle. I think he was better than Haran and better than you see or Durant overall this okay. summer. So he, and then that's my seven. And then you'd probably see Haran if he makes it through or Cody Russi or you see or Durant or Arlington Hambright, probably multiple guys uh, on the practice squad who could be uh-huh. promoted when needed. I correct. I had the starting five. And then I also have, I have Ferentz, Russi, Haran and Kajust. So I have four four swing guys uh, on the back end. 
I think that um, with the injury slash like dud type performances from Wynn and Trent Brown, I know Trent Brown's going to be fine, but keeping multiple guys around just to kind of be able to plug and play and move guys around the line on Wenu can go both ways. I just think that having more is better than less at that position. Um, Wait. So that's why I kept nine. Yeah. You think having more versatility means you have to keep more players? Not necessarily, but I just think that I just think they like these guys. Someone like Cody Rossi kind of came on strong at the last couple over the last couple weeks too. I think he showed that he's maybe deserving of a spot. Um, and I don't know. I just think I I like all those nine guys. So that's kind of that's where I had it. I mean, that's you're you're gonna be real thin on defense, but all right. I I, I, I think they're look and seven's low, and and I, I do a lot right. of what I do based on what they do historically. Right, know, breaking that trend here. I, yeah, you know, if you gave me seven and a half i honestly might take the over i just i right. i think that with the practice squad elevation and and none of the depth guys outside of kajusa stood out at the end of the i would have loved to keep eight i didn't think an eighth guy really earned a roster spot that's fair and uh oh, there's a nice uh okay that makes sense okay yeah that's where i had it i had nine so we'll we'll continue on we'll agree to disagree at that position i guess we're not yelling as much as you and evan but we're definitely disagreeing on the offensive line uh d-line i'll let you go first okay so here's the thing do you do edge or no uh no i have d-line thank you i thank you thank you i yeah it's not a real position i i get using it for the draft because some guys might be an offensive an outside linebacker in one scheme and a defensive end in the other but we know what scheme this is we know what scheme so defensive lineman i have let me do three four five i have six I have okay. six defensive linemen. How many? All right. How many do you have? I have five. Okay. Who are, um, so I have Barmore, yep. Carl Davis, Devon Godshaw, Lawrence Kai, LeBrian Ray, Dietrich Wise. Okay. I and then have, a reminder: Daniel Equali suspended, so he doesn't count. But they don't have to cut him. Right. Um, my five are Wise, Godshaw, Guy, Barmore, LeBrian Ray. I don't have Carl Davis. So you ended up cutting Henry Anderson. I did end up so the way I saw it, there's it, it there's really four guys competing for the last two spots there. It's the two veterans, Davis and Henry, and then LeBron Ray and Sam Roberts, the rookies, competing for two spots. And yep. I think they really like Davis. I think he's a leader in that room. If they want to move Godshaw around, have him play some three tech like he did last year when he looked at his best, or even some five tech. Davis can be the true nose when they do that. Carl, he's not a very versatile player, but he's very, very good at what he does. And given how they struggled against the run last year, you'd think they'd want a guy like that. And then I think between the two rookies, I think LeBron Ray offers more. I think he's he's been better. I think yeah. he has more positional versatility. I think he has higher upside. Sam Roberts is probably a guy they can get back on the practice squad. Exactly. So I, I, I don't think they'd keep both veterans because you want to keep at least one of those rookie contracts, but that's how I split it. Yeah, Um I think, yeah, at the end of the day, like we said, I feel like Henry Anderson was just kind of, he didn't, I mean, granted, he's a, he's a veteran guy. He's, he's a veteran presence, but I think there's more potential with these younger guys like a LeBron Ray. Um, Sam Roberts popped early, kind of, I don't want to say fell off, but he just kind of. Well, he played well in two games, but that's really it. We, he didn't necessarily right. carry that over to practice. Exactly. And then the, the game he didn't necessarily pop in was the third game. Right. Which, like we said, what have you done for me lately? Uh, right. So that's our, yeah, those are our D lines. Um, linebackers, no edges. We'll go right to linebackers. I have six guys. I have Judon, Bentley, Uche, McMillan, Mac Wilson, and Anthony Jennings. I have Bentley, Jennings, Judon, McMillan, Tavai, Uche Wilson. You went Tavai, huh? You're listening to Bill. But all right. So first off, with the projections like the mock drafts, it's not what I would do. It's me trying to guess what they would do. I would not keep Jelani Tavai. Bill has told us. They never tell us anything. Bill straight up told us Jelani Tavai 
is going to make the team and be a big part of what they do. Why are but you he's just not ignoring gonna, him? But he, no, but he's not going to stand up there and say like, yeah, we're probably going to cut Jelani Tavaya. He's probably not going to make this he squad. Was asked he, has about to, it a, he was asked a month ago about the linebackers. He bought, brought Jelani Tavaya up unprompted. But he still has to, he's not going to sit here and say, yeah, these guys aren't going to be around. He's not going to say, Mike, oh, well, we don't have He was asked it. about unprompted. He's the one who brought it up. They didn't say, what do you think of Jelani Tavaya? They said, what do you think of your linebacker room? And he said, Jelani Tavaya is going to make a difference. He told you. This is like when you're taking a test in school and the teacher accidentally leaves one of the answers up on the board. He's just not that good. I I, I don't disagree. But like, I, I don't I know, disagree. But so- but so I think they're going to go into this and they're going to they're going to look at it and they're going to they're going to try and find their projections over these next couple of days. And even if Bill's are going oh whatever, I don't think they're going to find the spot for him. He hasn't really shown anything. He's slow. He is slow. He has they, blocks in his cleats. He, he he's a, a big downhill linebacker, which they like. But they also said he's become a vocal leader in that room, which is something they care about tremendously. He's a Matt Patricia draft pick. Second round, 2020, Patricia took him in the top 50. He's he's making the team. He's making the like again. I'm not gonna sit here and argue that he should, but right. He's made I I Bill told us he's making the team. I, I don't get why like they never tell us anything. We're all a oh, man. If only they were a little more open, it would make it so much easier. And they tell us something, and people are just like, No, no, that's not it. So that's I me. just I don't think I don't think they're gonna do it. You think this is? I just all don't one think they're going to do graph it. Graph from Bill. Yeah, it's a big. Smoke maybe try to raise his the, trade value. Yeah, Jelani Tavaya. Exactly. Yeah, right, maybe you know it is. I, yeah. I I think Bill loves. Them. I don't think they can do it. They don't seem think to be changing. What? They they seem to be changing from the the big downhill linebacker with you know you're losing high tower. I guess Bentley's that guy, but keeping Mac Wilson in the fold, they, having Raekwon McMillan. Well, let me ask this: Are they changing yeah. from it, or did they? Need to replace Dante Hightower. Is he here to replace Dante Hightower? Or not replace Dante Hightower, but Bentley steps into Hightower's right. role and right. Tobias steps into Bentley's old roles, that second downhill linebacker. You'd rather you'd rather speed. You'd rather speed. Up, I, I know that's position. what you'd rather. I know that's what you'd rather. I just think, but in this NFL, you ha- you need that speed there instead I know, of the big I know that. I, I know that. So but then they're I not gonna... telling you what Bill has told us and he has shown uh. us every single thing they have done to this point. You need to take what you believe out of it. That's not what we're doing here. Every single thing they've done to this point tells us they plan on putting Jelani Tavaya on the team, including Bill telling us verbatim. How, how long ago was that? How long ago was that? Less than a month ago. You don't think things can change from a month ago? Let me put it this way. He got hurt at practice. Okay. When the guys get hurt at practice, they normally hold those guys out as long as they can. They want them to rehab and all that, and they want to see what they have behind them. They put Tavaya right back on the field. Yeah, because he has to earn a spot, and he hasn't. No, because he's important <laughs> to what they're doing, and they want him out there practicing. I, Mike, if if Bill, I know, I know, you called you right now and said, Mike Jelani Tavaya is going to make this team. Like, would you put him on? Because he Bill's done everything short of that to tell you he's going to make this team. If he if he did it right now, sure, I guess I'd put him on. All right, well, but. he's done everything short of that to tell you. <laughs> well, we'll see how it plays out before Tuesday at four. Let's move on. Cornerbacks. This is the room that I have had a hard time with ever since Terrence Mitchell came running on the field as the first guy on the field on Wednesday, first Wednesday of camp. Cornerbacks. I have six. How many do you have? I have uh, also six. Okay. See if we have I the have. same steps. All right, let's let's make it simple to start. Jalen Mills. All right. Yep. John Jones. Yep. Marcus Jones. Yep. Jack Jones. Yep. Miles Bryant. Yep. Sean Wade. Okay, interesting. So I have I have the first five. Yep. And then I count Justin Bethel as a corner because they actually play him at corner. Okay. See, well, I, have I don't. Him are as, you cutting Bethel, or do you have him? No, there? he's a specialist. I have him as okay. a spe- his own he, specialist group. He plays. So corner, ha- he, he probably right. should play corner more than he does. He's actually not yeah. bad at it when they let him do it. Right, but they'd rather have keep him, I guess, healthy, keep his snaps up for the special teams. Obviously, Terrence Mitchell to me kind he of plateaued a little bit after the strong yep. start. I didn't think, based on the way camps already get cut, but moving Jonathan right. Jones to the outside is in some ways an indictment on him. 
They mm-hmm. seem like they want to do this whole positionless thing. I don't know that he has a ton of positional versatility. Mitchell does compared to some of these other guys. Yep. And I still have weighed off because I th- okay. in that game against the Panthers, he made those two mm-hmm. massive special teams mistakes. And right. it caught yeah. Bill's attention. And I just don't know that he did enough this week. And he was hurt mm-hmm. to get back in the favor. Yeah. Like he could still make the Ross. He could still make the practice squad. But I had to give it, you know, Miles Bryant made the plays that he did, and that's what it came right. down to for me. Um, last week, you pushed back on me a little bit, having Terrence Mitchell off, saying that they were going to be too young. What changed? Just you think that he just kind of, like you said, he plateaued? Uh, he plateaued, and I yeah. think they... He got dusted against, uh, I forget who it was on that one play Adams, on Friday. Devontae. Yeah. I, oh, no, on the deep post. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what changes? I, I, I kind of just, you know, we got a better look at what they plan to do with the starters. And right. I think that they want guys who can play in as many spots as possible. Mm-hmm. For me, Miles Bryant is a tremendously yeah. versatile player. Right. He fits more what they want to do. Yeah, it's a young room, but it, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a great room. It's not. They're going to have to make right. some sacrifices somewhere. And I think at this point, so what changed is I thought that it maybe value having a, a veteran on that group. I think right. what they value more probably is the positional versatility at this point. And that's why yeah. I want Miles Bryant. And they're young. And guys honestly, kind of- honestly, I between Sean Wade and Terrence Mitchell, I might go Sean Wade for the same yeah. reason. If they are right. going to keep another one, Sean Wade is more positional versatility than Terrence Definitely. Mitchell does. Yeah, and Jack Jones. Uh, Jack Jones had a day on Friday night as well. He uh, looking like Tabucky Jones. Yeah, he was. Are you too young flying. to know who Tabucky Jones is? No, I know Tabucky Jones. Okay. I, uh, well, you know yeah. who he is, but to know like how no, he played. I, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a big yeah. thump in safety, and he wore exactly. thirty four for the Patriots. So right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Jack Jones kind of he he flew around on Friday. He made a couple plus plays that I think that if if they didn't think that these younger guys had more potential and they could rely on them a little bit more, then I think they would have kept Terrence Mitchell around. But I think that they showed enough to make him expendable at the end of the day. Same sure. with Miles Bryant. Miles Bryant popped a little bit more. Um, he looked solid. He looked dependable. Hopefully, he doesn't uh, he doesn't play the same way he played against Buffalo on uh, their playoff game up in up in that up in Buffalo. But anyway, uh, let's go. I think that makes sense for corners. Let's go to safety. My favorite room on the Patriots. I think yeah, that's probably their best position group. Yeah. Um, I have five, but so let's, 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 I have five. we have the same second. group. I mean, there's only like six safeties on the roster, right? But you, you don't keep... have a specialist no. group. No, I do. I do. I just don't put okay. Bethel in it. Okay. Cause okay. I think he's a corner. Okay. Like Got I it. used to put Brain. I didn't put Brain Bolden in specialist. I put him in running back when he That's was. That's true. Okay. So safeties. McCordy. You didn't like you didn't keep Hawkins, right? No, 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 no. All right. So yeah, we have the no. same group. Yeah. So okay. McCordy, yeah. Peppers, Phillips, Duggar, and Bledsoe. Bledsoe, yes. I and I Bledsoe was probably my last guy on the roster. Okay. So I want to do that later. Hang on, because when I do my I, I don't know if you've seen my roster projections, I do a thing where I do the first I do it like the March Madness bubble. I do the first three on first three off. So okay. I want to get into that. But okay. Yeah, I know some people don't necessarily see it with Bledsoe. He, he kind of popped at the beginning of camp and fade a little bit. Yeah. He's gonna play special teams. Right. I, I think they like his upside. I don't think they want to risk exposing him. And I'll tell you, they they really like him. I'll tell you that right now. I think yeah. they really like him. Uh, sounds I, a little informed, Alex Barth. I, I just I know I there's a lot that he does that I think they would really like. So yeah, no, I agree. Uh, he looked good. I think that he's a guy that um, they want to keep around. I th- and I think that again, this this safety room. That sounds a little informed, Mike. Yeah. Oh yeah, me and all my sources in this uh, in this industry. But Jabril Peppers, I think they're gonna keep him. I think he has value. That's kind of not anything like he didn't really show it it's just kind of like oh Jabril Preppers is going to make this team because he he's Jabril Preppers yeah no I I am and you know the one play he has from the preseason as a helmet to helmet right yeah I have him on I hope he makes the team I I hope the reason he wasn't playing well I don't want to say I hope the reason he wasn't playing is he's hurt because I want him to be hurt but like you'd like to think you know maybe he's still rehabbing that versus maybe they just didn't want to put him on the field because they didn't think he had it yeah. I, I think he has tremendous upside here, but yeah, I am starting to want, like, I wouldn't Could be surprised. Could that be a surprise cut? A surprise I think that, cut. I, like, yeah, exactly. Is it, you know, it's kind of an oxymoron to say I wouldn't be surprised if he's the surprise cut, but right. yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He, uh, 
like I said, it's kind of just Jabril Peppers. I feel like he's just going to make the team. He's a guy who, like, yeah, he could be that surprise cut. Right. All right. The last group, it's it's the most Patriots group, and it's the specialists. Yep. Um, I have seven, which includes Justin Bethel. Uh, Bailey, Folk, Cardona, yep. Slater. Yeah. Bethel, Cody Davis, yep. Brendan Schooler. Yep, I finally put Brendan Schooler on. I had him off okay. last week. I got some heat for that. You can't deny it anymore. And by the way, I am very, so people know, I am very picky with like putting the it players of camp on my roster projection. Yeah. Except like Gunner I had on right away. Gunner I right. had on, I think after the spring. And I, I, I will remind people this as much as I can. Evan Lazar at the time said <laughs> future all pro Gunner Oshetsky. Not only did Evan say he didn't belong on an NFL roster. Evan said he didn't belong on an in an NFL camp, and he's now an All Pro. So I will remind people of that as long as I can. But like Quinn Nordine, never put Quinn Nordine on. Didn't see no. him. Trey Nixon last year. I know he made the push. Christian Wilkerson didn't put either of them on. Like I am yeah. when it comes to the it players at camp. I am I I am somebody who very much waits. Schooler's legit. Yeah, Schooler he's... I think is on. He's made too many plays at this point. I don't right. buy the, oh, you put him on and take Cody Davis off. They do separate things. I think people just look at special teamers as, oh, special teamers. It's different right. positions. There's gunners. There's protectors. There's this and that. Yeah, totally. I, I, I don't think Davis's roster spot is as up in the air as people think it is. No. But, yeah, Schooler, Schooler's done enough to this point. He's on. Yeah, he'll make it. I uh, He's playing their, like, punt protector position on the punt team, uh, personal protector, and – I know that they never show it. I know that they very, very seldom run a fake punt. But the day that they snap the ball to Brendan Schooler and he runs it up the middle on a fourth and short is the day that I can't wait to see as a Patriots fan. Well, he's a converted receiver. He was a receiver yeah. in college first, and then he transitioned to safety. So he's somebody who who can – I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if they ever need an emergency kick returner if they put him back right. there. Yeah. So that's that for our projections. The one... So wait, hang on. So give me, give me your – Last three, or I'll, I'll give you mine first, so you can think. About yeah, you go it. first. I, I, I didn't, I didn't do it. I'll think about it a little bit. I good. put it in mine. So my last yeah. three on, right? This is the bu- this is the bubble. My last three yep. on are JJ Taylor, Yadni Kajus, okay. and Brennan Schooler. And and my my first three, like the the, the guys, if I if you could expand the roster to fifty six, mm-hmm. would be Terrence Mitchell, Kevin Harris, and Sam Roberts. That's my that's my roster bubble. Okay. Um, I would agree with Harris and I would agree with Terrence Mitchell, obviously okay. Sam Roberts. Again, I didn't do it. So I'm kind of going off the cuff here. I would say that Sam Roberts is right on the fringe too. Um, okay. maybe or for myself, Carl Davis, uh, because I had him yeah. off. I feel like he's a first three, first three off type guy. Last three on, I have Josh Bledsoe, um, Brendan Schooler as well. And yeah. Cody Russell. Okay, Cody Russell's my last one. Yeah. Lineman, one of them. Exactly. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah totally. You're not even putting Tavai next three on. You're really, no. you're really confident that Bill is he's just not good. He's about just, he's not good. He can't play. I don't think he can play NFL football well, okay, on Sunday. Let me ask you this. And I know people think Bill is this dishonest guy. You go back, and I've actually done this exercise personally, I did it a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You go back through the transcripts. Bill doesn't outright lie. There might be lies of no. omission. There might be, I don't know, or we'll see when like he does know. Right. But he will rarely say something that directly contradicts the truth. He, you know, if you ask him about a player, he won't say, Oh yeah, that guy's been like, if you ask him about a player who's right. having a bad camp, he'll say, we're all out here improving. Right. It's a lie of omission. Right. He wouldn't say something like Jelani Tavai is going to be a big part of what we do and then cut. Like, that's just not how he operates. I still, I just don't get, like, I get it in the sense that I know you see what you're seeing on the field. I right. see it too. But right. they are telling us, I they just, are showing us this guy is going to play and you're just la, 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 la. Like, that's not going to do It's just a bad, it's just a bad football decision. I Have fun being wrong. I'd, I'm happy to be wrong about Jelani Tavai being on a 53-man roster. She never That's be happy what, I, to be wrong. I'll be, I'll be happy to be wrong about that. Um, right. Okay, those are our rosters. We have until 4 p.m. on Tuesday uh, to kind of wait and see this out. Moves will obviously trickle in as as that comes up. They're not going to all be shown at 4. Um, talking about 
I guess this is just kind of a quick thing from last year, but talking about Bill and how he kind of foreshadows what's happening last year, all throughout camp, he talked about Cam Newton's our quarterback, Cam Newton's our quarterback. And then all of a sudden he completely, he changed his uh, tune. So, but, but something happened, right? Remember okay. Cam Newton went to, was it Georgia where he went to the doctor's appointment, right. didn't right. get the approval. Mac Jones has the practice. That's what I was calling it. The practice. the practice. Mac Jones has the practice against the giants where he tore them up. And after that, yes, builds tone changed after that. So if Jelani Tavaya did something that hurt the team, and then like Bill not being started, good at football. What about like not being good at okay, football? But Bill had <laughs> Bill still being asked about Jelani Tavaya and still speaking positively about him. The tone and change isn't there. But then he's I don't not think Bill gonna... lied about Cam Newton. I think it was the truth in that moment, and the reality changed. Okay, but he touts Tavaya. He's then asked about him after that, and he's not going to just be like, "Oh yeah, he hasn't been doing well." And like, oh he, no, he he's totally gonna, would. He he's totally gonna, would. So I'm trying to find here. The last time Bill was asked about Jelani Tavaya was August 23rd. So he made those comments on August 2nd. This is 20 days later. What a question. What have you seen from Jelani Tavaya? Bill. Yeah, Jelani's done a good job. He came in last year and picked things up quickly. He's a smart kid, really good football player, and can do a lot of different roles on the line, end of the line, third down, kicking game. He does a lot of things. Did that in Detroit. Did some of that in college. He was able to pick that up. Of course, this year it's different for him being here in the offseason program, being here from the start of training camp. He's really developed a leadership role on the team, really good communicator. He's done a good job for us. Versatility, communicator, leader. They don't cut those guys. They don't. They did it with Lawyer Malloy once. And Jelani Tobias' contract is not Lawyer Malloy's contract. No. I just, he's just not good. I'm not disagreeing with you. I know. I know. I know. Again, Bill is slapping you in the face with this. I know. And you're just ignoring it. I know. It's it's All pouring right. rain outside and you're sitting there at the beach like, oh, what a beautiful day. It's sunny. <laughs> well, we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. Again, uh, we've done far too much Jelani Tavaya talk for one sitting here, but that's 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 going to be kind of the uh, the linchpin of this 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 roster i think because well but here's the thing could, i think the defense overall is going to be good i i really do right. i like their defense this i'm not worried about their defense thing that yeah. happens people have compared him to, to jordan devy but i and maybe there's an app comparison there i think overall the defense is going to be good i, I yeah, you know i'm not i worried. say this all kind of tongue-in-cheek jelani tavaya or no i think the defense is going to make some plays this year right exactly um all right so that's up for our roster projections let's jump in quickly to a let's change the background up here a little bit as I produce this show, Boston Sports Minute. We Wait, are that, gonna, do you want to do that or the college football one first? Well, we're gonna we're gonna do it all in one. We're gonna do a college okay. football slash Boston Sports Minute. Uh, week zero of college football started yesterday. There was a big well, no, big ten college game. football. That's a football. That's a Patriots beat thing. Yeah, but it's still it's it's outside of Patriots. It's college football. No, nah, I, I got you. It's football though. It's football. Boston Sports Minute's not. Football. All right, fine, Con, fine. College football minute. Week zero started yesterday. Big 10 game out in Dublin. Scott Frost is on the hottest seat imaginable, and Northwestern beats Nebraska 31-28. I didn't catch they, much of the game, but what'd you, what'd you see? Oh, it was a great game. It was, it yeah. was good. It was back. It was like college football's back, maybe. It was yeah, back it and is. forth. It was stupid. Scott Frost got asked after the game if he thinks he should step down, which is a fantastic <laughs> question. Five, he's, he's, he's five and 30 in one-score games with nine losses oh in a row. Yeah. In one score games, unbelievable. Um, yeah, it, that was a really fun game to watch. A, a great, you know, entree or, or entry into the college football season. Yeah. I will say that. So, Mike, I think yes. do I have to get my playoff teams now, or can I wait until week one? And it's no week zero teams. So obviously, like, I'm not. No, I thought Nebraska maybe until yesterday. You know, Desmond Howard put Nebraska winning the Big Ten West, yeah, or North or whatever it is. Um, Let's do it. Okay. But, well, so here's the thing. Uh, you know what? This isn't my take. I'm going to workshop this with you on the air. This isn't hammered in yet because okay. I hate, I hate half of this take. I really do. But I think these might be the playoff teams. Alabama's going to win the national championship. They're sure. out for blood. Saban called last year a bridge year. They got, you know, two of the top Heisman candidates on their roster, Bryce Young and Will Anderson. That yeah. team's going to be a wagon. They're going to win the natty. Yeah. That's, That's not easy. a workshop. I'll tell no. you that right now. 
Uh, Ohio State also has a tremendous roster mm-hmm. this year. Love what Ohio State's doing. So those are that's your that's your national championship right there. Sure. Here's where I start to get a little more shaky, right? People like Clemson, Georgia's mm-hmm. the defending national championships. Oklahoma's a traditional powerhouse. I, Clemson to me, r- big chance for a down year. Don't love what Clemson has this year. Yeah. Oklahoma lost a ton of talent. They lost their in the transfer portal. They lost their head coach. Uh, Georgia, I just, they lost so much. I know they still have talent on defense, but they lost a ton. All right. You're the my, college football guy over me. I know it here and there, sort of bandwagon. Who is Georgia's quarterback now? It's still Stetson Bennett, isn't it? He's Is he still there? I think he has the COVID year. Okay. Am I wrong? I, I don't know. That's what, I didn't know if Bennett was still there. No, he's still there. Okay. 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 But Stetson Bennett, they didn't win the Natty last year because of Stetson Bennett. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't like I don't I don't trust him to get them back there. Anyway, continue. Sorry to cut you off. All right. I all right. So here's where I, I start feeling uncomfortable with it. Third seed in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. USC. Yes. 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 They yes. added yes. a ton of ton of talent transfer portal. Lincoln Riley's yep. there. They've got a real quarterback. The Pac 12 is kind of down. I know people yep. like Oregon this year. I I think USC can do it. I really yeah. do. And then here's where I really like here's where I'm I'm super uncomfortable because for the last 20 years, the MO with this program has been preseason hype, strong early start, massive choke. And I if you don't know where I'm going with this, I think Texas might make the college football playoff. Oh my god. They have so much talent. On that roster, I'm like, I went through and counted it, including like underclass. So not this Who's going to start draft, a quarterback for Texas? Quinn Ewers. He is? Okay. Not should. Going like beyond this year's draft, like just overall. They have 18 projected first round picks starting for them. They have an NFL roster. And I'm yeah. not the biggest Steve Sarkeesian guy, but he's not a horrible no. coach. No, he's good. Like, let me let me put it this way. And look, I say this knowing full well Texas is going to start three and zero. They might even beat Bama, right. and then they'll ah. choke it away. And then and then they'll lose to like Iowa State and right. and TCU in back to back weeks, right? Or Texas right. Tech or Kansas sure. again. But man, if Texas can't do it this year, they're never going to do it. They are never. Let me let me. Oh, I got to pull up the Texas depth chart here. Yeah, let's see it. Okay, um, what do you think, uh, as you pull that up, what do you think of Oklahoma with uh, Venables and Dylan Gabriel there? What do you think of that team? I step back. Yeah, Step agreed. back. I just don't think I, – I think – tech. obviously, I think Texas is better. I think Baylor is better this year. I like, you know, yeah. kind of the roster they have. And there's a third – Oklahoma State, too. I like Oklahoma State. I think they finished last year strong. They didn't lose a ton. Yeah. You know, they'll be competitive in every game they're in. Like, they're not going to be bad, but this is a – it's a pretty big rebuilding year for them. Remember, they lost a ton of players in the transfer portal. A ton of players in the transfer portal. So, like, I – yeah, I'm not sure there. I just think, man, with Texas, Xavier Worthy, first-round pick. I don't know if people are yeah. familiar with Xavier Worthy. Um, Savion Red, future – I don't know how much he's going to play this year. Future first-round pick. They got Jaleel Billingsley from Alabama, who I absolutely love – Think of like a six three. He's like a bigger, slightly slower Tyree Kill. I mean, he he runs routes like Tyree Kill, but he's like six three, six four. Love him. Bijan Robinson's gonna be a first round running back. Yeah. Quinn Ewers a generational prospect. And then on defense, Demario Overstone is going to be my Patriots draft crush this year. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. They've got a couple five star corners. I mean, they're loaded. They're loaded. Yeah, if Texas they don't do good. it this year. If they don't do it this year, they're not going to do it. I'll tell you that right now. And and to address the other thing I left out there, all right, so tentatively, and I still deserve the right to change this, tentatively, Bama, Ohio State, Texas, USC. So I got four conferences there, although really it's two SEC schools and two Big Ten schools, right? Right. The ACC, there's – I don't see it in the ACC this year. I don't. either. Sam Hartman getting hurt kills Wake Forest. DJ Uyunglele looked lost last year, and, yeah, and Clemson just lost Brett Venables, who has been their defensive coordinator for a long time and a big part right. of their success. I'm sorry, Mike, I don't see it with Kadon Slovis and Pitt, and and they lost. I was just um, going to say they're they're ranked 17 in the preseason rankings. They lost what's his name, the wide Captain receiver? Slovis. They'll they have fine, at, yeah Addison's at USC now. They lost so like Jordan said, Addison. Yep, yeah. I, I don't see it with Pitt. 
Honestly, I think BC should win the ACC. I love Phil Dracovic. I, think I love Powers BC is this year. Fantastic. They got a good defense. But BC's win total over under six and a half. Over, over. I took over, the over. over. I, I, we're, yeah, we're but over. I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't see it in the ACC this year. I don't. I, I really no, me don't. Either. Um, so yeah, there's a college. So, so yeah, my I'm gonna go with Bama, Ohio State, USC, and I guess Georgia. Like Georgia's that's not good. a bad pick. Like, I think, yeah, it's not. I think it's I'm the trying easy to get. Pick. I think I'm right. trying to be different and, and right. pick you know SC and Texas. Also, because yeah, if we saw and look, I think Alabama and Ohio State would be one and two, so it wouldn't work out this way. But if we somehow got an SC Texas playoff game <laughs> and i don't know if the rose bowl is a playoff game this year i actually think it is oh man texas yeah, usc would, in the rose yeah, bowl that would be, if you're right. of a certain age and you hear texas usc rose bowl you just get chills a little bit right if they were like if they play the natty the there yeah video game comes back next year is the rose bowl a playoff game hang on hang think about on. the the sidelines at that place too liner vince young reggie bush they're all gonna be there oh they would all be back there oh, oh my it God, would be yeah in there oh in their so good mike yeah Hang on, we what gotta else speak this into existence. Cotton. Oh wait, yes, the Rose Bowl. It's the Rose. Oh no, that's last right. year. No, that's tw- uh, what are we? Twenty two, twenty three. Twenty two, twenty three. Ah, it's the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. Eh. Still, USC, Texas semifinal. Natty. Would, yeah, oh, okay. uh, yeah. Would, well, one of them would have. Natty like, is I think there would be thing, three right? and four, but like if they meet in the playoff in any way, oh, that would Ooh. be that would be something, Mike. That would, USC, I don't care USC, if it's New Year's Eve. I will be locked inside oh, watching yeah. that game. Yeah. You don't know. USC could be be the two seed. Yeah, but then that, USC... that involves OSU going down to four, and I don't see that. So, but I, maybe, a guy but... can dream. Well, it's tricky. Alabama plays Texas this year. Uh, like, that's week two. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So that makes it interesting. But, yeah. You know, if Texas, if you're low, if they're low losses to Bama and they win out and they win the Big 12, mm-hmm. I mean, that yeah. should make them a playoff team, right? Yeah. You would think. Right, if their so, only loss is Bama, absolutely. Especially if there's no undefeated teams in the ACC, which again, I don't think there will be. That probably puts Texas in. So, how does Alex Barth not have a college football podcast? Dude, I've been trying to make one for a while. <laughs> it's tough. It's New England, and this is this is Barth's mo. Um, yeah. All right. So that's that. Meanwhile, none of those four teams will. Bama will, but the other three teams won't make yes. it. That watch. Uh, here we go now into our Boston Sports Minute. We'll wrap this up quickly. Uh, Celtics new wing Danilo Gallinari injures his knee yesterday playing for the Italian national team in a World Cup qualifier. Uh, looked ugly at first. Shams Tarania came in uh, early this morning and said that it was a meniscus tear in his left knee, but ACL is intact. Gallinari himself actually also tweeted uh, about an hour ago, official medical report, meniscus lesion. I won't play Euro basketball in my hometown. Uh, any thoughts on Gallinari's injury and kind of also just all of these guys come like Chet Holmgren's now injured all these guys playing outside of their NBA bubbles uh coming down with injuries it's kind of it's kind of crazy I mean we always talk about this right even with the Olympics guys maybe playing too much getting hurt and it feels right. like this year it's really really shown up with Gallinari it feels like he's a big part of what the Celtics want to do it seems yeah. like they've avoided a massive issue you know it's the same injury that Rob had you hope he's just good to go for the season he's not necessarily I don't want to say he's not jumping, it's basketball, right? But he's jumping right. to shoot, not like as physically. So you hope he'll be okay. I'm just glad. I don't know if you've heard the Danilo Gallinari song, the anthem. I have not. All right, I will send that to you. I would okay. encourage people to look up Danilo Gallinari's song on YouTube. I will be obnoxious with that thing this year, and I was worried that I'm we maybe it. lost a shot at it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that it's still going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um... I am excited again for the Celtics season, even without uh, without the possibility of Kevin Durant coming in the mix. I think he's uh, he's officially going to be a Brooklyn Net for this season. Uh, they added depth to their team. Uh, I think that they're going to be they're the title favorites right now. I think that they'll stick to that. Uh, Milwaukee's the only one in the East that kind of worries me, but Celtics are going to have another good season again. So Gallinari being semi healthy at some point down the stretch will certainly help them, but. Uh, yeah, again, Chet Holmgren, like I said, that in that pro-am, what is it, the crossover pro-am with uh, this is Jamal Crawford who runs that thing? Yeah. yeah I think that yeah. thing's they're gonna they're gonna write those into contracts like uh like the Cardinals did with Kyler Murray's video game clause. Uh if these guys keep I can getting see hurt it. in these things. Yeah. I can see it, yeah. Yeah. Um 
Yeah. Any other thoughts on Gallinari? Is that kind of that's it for uh, Boston I think sports? That's it. Anything else good for Boston sports? Uh, Red Sox. I don't no. know why I'm wearing a Woo Sox hat. You're wearing a Fenway hat. I don't know why no, we're doing no, that. No, no that Sox, team. Then. No, we we can't do it anymore. Um, all right. So I think that'll wrap up our Patriots beat podcast for this Sunday AM. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Again, Patriots have to get down to 53 players by 4 p.m. on Tuesday. So a lot of news is going to trickle in from here on out. You can check out my roster projection, my final roster projection on clnsmedia.com. You can check out Alex's final roster projection on 985thesportshub.com. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining me on this lovely Sunday morning. Hopefully we'll get back. Yep. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get back to doing this soon. Uh, yeah. Ryan might be back. We'll kind of be next show. Next, next show with Spags will either be Tuesday night or Wednesday morning to react to roster cuts. We don't know exactly when yet, but if, if you follow uh Patriots CLNS on Twitter, they'll let you know. Yep. Uh, that'll be coming down soon. So again, thanks guys for tuning in. Uh, Alex, thank you for, thank you for joining me and uh, yep. we'll be back soon. Uh, yeah, that's that. <laughs>